0: I to do something a little different this morning with you as we have the as I have the opportunity. We're thinking about Easter week, the Passion week, moving to the cross, and then thankfully to the resurrection victory that we know in the Lord Jesus Christ as we celebrate that next Sunday. But today, I, I want to tell. I'm going to use a story for the sermon. It's not going to be a three-point and a poem or anything. I'm just. I want to share a story with you. And it's not just for your entertainment. It's not for you. It's a just past the time, I want you to listen and hear what God is saying and what happened, what is the significance as we move to the cross and all that's available. I want to read a few scriptures as kind of a background to the story, and so I would invite you to stand with me as we honor the reading of God's word. And First of all, in Isaiah 53 and verse 7, the scripture says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, like a sheep that is silent before his shears, so he did not open his mouth. And then in Matthew, chapter 1, and verse 21, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And in John, verse chapter 1, and verse 29, The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Finally, in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, beginning in verse 9 and reading through the end of that chapter, the scripture says, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God. And they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked. And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. And the living creatures and the elders and the number of them. was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might. And honor and glory and blessing. in every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and on the sea, and all the things in them. And I heard them saying, In him who sits upon the throne, and to the Lamb, be blessing, and honor, and glory, and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, I just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds take us back in time give us a new vision of the cross of the price that was paid for each of our sins help us make it personal Because it is You died for my sin You took the wrath of God for my sin All that you dealt with All the infliction of pain And the horror that you went through Was for my sin Father may we understand that today May we go away from here more humbled Than when we came May we go away More filled with gratitude and when we came, may we go away overwhelmed with awe, had a love so inexplicable, so immeasurable, so astonishing. I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Why? Why, Dad? Why, Father? Why, why are they hurting that man? It drew Judah's attention back to his son. They had they, been standing there in horror, looking upon a hill where three crosses soaked in blood. And their attention, fought, especially on that middle cross, so they looked and they could hear people gasping in sorrow and, and tears going, falling down their faces. They cried, why, why are they killing him? He was, he was innocent. He, he did nothing wrong. There was nothing that he did that deserves what's going on question of his son reminded Judah of a time long ago when he as a little child had asked his dad a similar question. See when he was a little boy Judah was with his dad Isaac and they were out in the fields watching the sheep and this was one of the first times Judah had been able to go out with his dad and be with the sheep and he was so proud. And so happy and excited about being out there, but it was it was cold. And as they were there, he kind of shivered. His dad looked at him and said, "It's kind of cold tonight, isn't it? Would you like to go back with the others that are resting and get under a warm blanket and be able to just rest for a little while? And I'll join you when I get through with my time here." And he knew that little Judah knew if I if I go back, it'll just remind me and everybody else that I'm still just a little boy. And I don't get this chance very often and, I, and, I, and besides that I, I want to be here he said, so he said to his dad he said, no dad I, I, I want to stay here with you and besides I, I want to be with Mitzah as well and his dad said okay you can stay but son you, you need to remember this little lamb that you've named is it going to be with the rest of the sheep long and even though he knew the answer Judah looked at his father and he said why why father? why will he not be and Isaac knew that this was one of those moments that we find in life when we have a, a teaching moment when we can make an impression upon our child upon our children that will forever affect the way they live and the way they think and what's going on and he knew it was important and so he paused for a moment and He asked for wisdom as he tried to respond to his little son's question of why did his little lamb have to die? Judah, the answer that I need to give you is simple, but there's so much more involved than just that simple answer that you need to understand and and know what's going on. These sheep that we watch over are special sheep. We're just a few miles from the temple, as you know. And these sheep that we take care of are those that are raised for the purpose of sacrifice for the sins that, that people have committed and the things that are going on. And, and so he will be taken to the temple and, and he'll be killed like, as a sacrifice. You looked at him with tears in his eyes, but why? Why, why Mitzah? He's just a little lamb. He's done nothing wrong. He, he, he's innocent. He, he's never done anything that deserves that kind of fate. You're right, son. But that's what it has to be. Someone, innocent blood, has to die to cover our sins and be a part of helping us be forgiven for our sin. But, Father. Are we really so bad are our sins really unforgivable is there nothing else that could be done Judah this was never God's plan he didn't want all this spilled blood when he created us and brought us into being but you see son a terrible thing happened To God created us we sinned. And that sin separated us from a holy God. And, and, and it brought a horrible thing into our world. That sin brought death. It changed the whole creation. Everything was cursed. And everything from all of the evil in the world and death and sickness. And all the evil in the heart of mankind. All the greed and all the... Selfishness and all the hatred and all the bigotry and all the prejudice and, and all the thievery and all the lying and all, it's so much more all came upon us as we turned our backs upon God and, and we refused to accept Him for he, who He was. And we each went our own way doing our own thing. All we, like sheep, you see, son, are, have gone astray. We, we each have chosen to be sinners. We've each decided ourselves to turn against God. And what God is doing in our life. And what he wants to do in our life. And and we need a savior. And so we have to sacrifice. That's why every morning and every night. A lamb is sacrificed in the temple for our sins. It's been that way for centuries. And it will be that way. Until. Until what father? Father. Will there ever be an end? Will it ever stop? He says, well, Judah, it'll be that way until God's lamb comes. See, a long time ago, almost 700 years ago now, Isaiah the prophet heard the word of God and he wrote these words.
1: He was despised, and we held him with low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punishment by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transge- transge- transgenerations, who was crushed for our inquinities, and punishment that was brought upon us, peace, was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on, on him the inquinity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led to, like a lamb to slaughter, and as the sheep before him, it shears, its silent. So he did not open his mouth.
0: Judah? God himself is going to provide a lamb. Do you remember how we celebrate Passover? Remember the story of how God told our people back in those days to take a lamb and to sacrifice that lamb and to spread his blood over the doorpost? And when the death angel came across Egypt at that time, all those who had the blood of the lamb over the doorposts were spared. And, and that they passed over. And, and so we celebrate that because of the lamb and, and that sacrifice of blood. And, and one day, God's going to give us a lamb. And that lamb will shed his blood. And it will cover all of our sins and, and, and bring forgiveness to all of those who will have faith in him. And who, who will trust him and, and believe him for their salvation and for being a part of it. But, Father, can't there be some other way? Couldn't there be another path, another possibility that we could be forgiven? Maybe our sins aren't as bad as what they think they were. Maybe we could find some other way. Isaac, there is no other way. Isaac tells his son, Judah, You remember that time? When we were out and we would gathered all the sheep together And we, got, we had managed to get them all into the pen for the night And we went to, to bed And the next morning when we came they were all gone And as we tried to figure out where they had gone and how they would escaped We found one little bitty small break in the fence, in the pen But it was just large enough that all of them could escape See that's how sin is it just takes one sin to separate us from God. It doesn't matter how many we have or how few we have or, or what level they may be in. People. Just one sin separates us from our holy God. And it must be the blood of an innocent one that can cover that. Only, see, because my blood and your blood, son, is tainted by our sin. And that blood can't save us. It can't forgive us. It, it can't do what we need. It has to be the blood of an innocent lamb, one without sin, pure spotless, holy Judah began to understand trying to take his words but he said father I, but it hurts my heart so much that Mitzah has to die When will the lamb come? I don't know, son. We just keep looking for him to come, and all that we can do is pray and wait. Suddenly, The sky was filled with a light, more than a million candles as as they began to shatter the darkness of the night. And there was a sound of coming and being a part of it. And they found themselves in the presence of a holy angel. And a holy God. Uh, They were there in that presence. And more angels came. A whole army, a vast army. And that angel spoke to them and said, I come to bring you good news of great joy. For unto you is born a Savior. This day in the city of David that they began to sing and praise God in a great chorus and the lights shone so very much but when the angels had had finished and had gone back into the heavens the shepherds found themselves making their way to Bethlehem as quickly as they could to see what it was that these angels had talked about and as they did we went into there and we found they found the stable where they were there was a man and a woman and a little baby wrapped in cloth and we looked and We told them the story of the angels and they didn't seem to be that surprised about what had happened. And I went over to the cradle. And I looked down upon that little baby and there it seemed like our eyes met for just a moment. And I put my hand down to touch his hand and he took his hand and Wrapped it around my finger. And I asked them, What's his name? Joseph said, His name is Jesus, son. Jesus. That means Savior. The one who came to take away our sins. And my father, Isaac, put his arm around me. As we looked upon that little child, and he said to me, "Behold the Lamb of God. Father, Father, why are they hurting that man? Why, why are they ki- trying to kill that man?" And I was drawn back again to my son, tugging on my that first question that had asked me about this man that was there. I knew it was time now for me to tell my son what my father had told me so many years ago. And I took him and I knelt beside him. I put my arm around him. And I pointed to the cross. Son, behold, the Lamb of God.
2: Woman driven by love for her Lord, recklessly poured out a valuable essence, disregarding the score, and once it was broken and spilled out, a fragrance filled all the room, like a prisoner released from his shackles, like a spirit set free from the tomb, broken and spilled out. Just for love of you Jesus, my most precious treasure lavished on thee broken and spirit. spilled out and used up for thee. Whatever it takes to be yours, Lord, whatever it takes to be clean, I just can't live without your sweet approval, no matter what it may mean. And I throw myself at your feet, Lord Broken by your love for me May the fragrance of total commitment Be the only defense that I need Broken and spilled out Just for love of you, Jesus My own precious treasure Lavished on thee In sweet abandon, let me be spilled out and used up for Thee. Lord, you are God's precious treasure, His loved. And his own perfect son Sent here to show me The love of the Father Yes, just for love it was done And though you were perfect and holy You gave up Yourself Willingly And you spared No expense For my pardon You were spilled out And wasted For me Broken And spilled Out Just for Love of me, Jesus, God's most precious treasure, lavished on me, broken and spilled out, and poured at my feet. In sweet abandon, Lord, you were spilled out and used up for me, in sweet
0: That's what the cross is about. That's what God did for us. It's not something to be taken lightly, to be celebrated once a year. It is the realization that nobody could love us the way that God has loved us in Jesus Christ. And yet we make excuses for why we don't want to trust Him as our Savior, why don't want to serve Him, why we don't want to make Him the most important part of our life broken, spilled out for you and for me. This morning as we come to the invitation time, for whatever reason maybe you've chosen to think you were not needing a Savior or that you could do it your own way or that you had plenty of time or that it didn't matter. Or any number of other excuses as to why you were unwilling to swallow your pride and simply say, I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ is that Savior. And I give my life to you, Jesus, as you gave yours for me. You need to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. No matter who you are, no matter what you are, if you've never done that, you need to do that. It's more important than anything you will ever do with your life. You need a Savior. and We have a great, great Savior. You need a church home. You need to just spend some time with Him in reflection because for so long you've just kind of taken it for granted. And This morning you need to pause and just in humility before the Father say thank you. That you could love me so much that you'd spill out your son's life for me. Whatever your need is, I can promise you our Savior is able to meet it and willing to meet it, wanting to meet it, ready to meet it if you just give it to you do that this morning as we stand together and as we sing our hymn of invitation. This is your moment to respond to so great a love that has been offered to you through Jesus Christ.